Let's all go to the lobby. 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 To get ourselves a treat. Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Shakedown, the weekly podcast that functions as a grab bag for all things film. I'm your host, Kyle Craigbaum. And I'm your other host, Jordan Dennis. This week, we will be talking about two horror films for this Halloween season. It's our Halloween spooktacular. Lur, lur, lur. <laughs> First, we will be talking about the new Edgar Wright film, Last Night in Soho. And then we will be talking about the new Scott Cooper Wendigo film, Antlers. Before we get into that... How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. How, how are you doing? Is it, a, is it a bones or a no bones day for you? I don't know what that means. You don't know about Noodles the Pug? No. Okay, so it, it started as like this TikTok trend. There's this pug, right? His name is Noodles. And uh, like like the, the owner would try to like lift him up and he would just kind of like plop back down and be like, oh, it's a no bones day. Oh. So now it's become like a, like a, a groundhog day sort of a, sort of thing now where every day uh, Noodles the Pug will determine whether or not it's a bones day or a no bones day. A bones day is like a productive day. Like it, it's probably going to suck, but you know, you're going to work hard and stuff. And a no bones day is just... Chill and relax, you I'll know? Say, it's a I'll day say, of rest. I'll say it's a tentative Bones Day. I think it is a Bones Day, like, but it's like a good Bones Day. Like, yeah. like after, after this, we're about to go see uh, French Dispatch. Yes, we'll talk about that in our next episode. Yeah. I know it came out technically this weekend, but... Yeah, uh, you know, time. Peter, Peter's and shit. So, time. But yeah. Um, um, what, uh, have you seen anything else? I, yeah, over the spooky weekend, I, I caught a couple horror flicks. I rewatched uh, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, fantastic. So good, just just really solid boilerplate slasher stuff. And I know obviously it's like one of the first and like the innovators of the genre, so that just kind of makes sense logically. But man, it's just like it gets all the fundamentals right. It's very, it's all the kills are great. It's very, it's very uh, spooky, very unsettling. I think Robert England strikes a really good balance between like Freddy's still funny, like he's still cracking jokes and stuff, but like. He's not just like a, a complete like comedic character. Like he's still like intimidating. And yes. Shit. No, yeah. They part. lose that at a point. <laughs> I will say though, his his proper introduction where he comes out with the big noodle. Arms That's funny. Is a little funny, and um, the final shot does, does kind of suck. But other than that, uh, very 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 good. Very Some of the good best movies. kills in all. Some of the best movies. kills. Um, yeah, they're just re- the concept just in general is really interesting. Like yeah. the idea that. You know, he gets you in your dreams and it happens in real life, but you can kind of like pull him into reality and spoilers, that's, end up, that's how they end up beating him in the end. Yeah, it's, um, it's dope. One of my favorite kills is the, obviously the, the classic, the uh, the Johnny Depp in the bed yeah. where he gets turned into... And then there's the girl it. getting dragged around the room. That's that's the very first kill Such an movie. impressive um, moment. I guess the worst one is, is the guy in the middle who gets who gets hung in the, in the prison. Yeah. It's, it's kind of whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, it's good shit. I rewatched Hereditary. Ooh. Oh man, that movie fucks, my, fucks my shit up every time. Perfect yeah, I, I ended up just giving it a five. I, I was fucking yeah. That movie, that movie is one of the one of the best horrors probably ever made. With two of my favorite performances in anything ever. Yeah, Tony Collette was seriously uh, not given any credit for no. that by the Academy or, or Tony any. Tony Collette. Movie. Tony Collette's so good that it makes people forget about how good Alex Wolf is. Alex Wolf is very good in that movie. He's really convincing in that movie. It's it's funny, like, if you... if you, That guy's got range, because he's great in Hereditary, but he kind of sucks in Old. 
So, but I heard he's good in pig. He's good in pig. He is very good in pig. Um, so, 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 dude's definitely got the range for sure. Um, he just by and I know people like when it came out, they were making fun of like his crying. Yeah, Th- that's no, what sells like, it to me. The the moment that gets me is uh, after uh, spoilers for Hereditary after um after Charlie gets gets her head fucking punted off uh, when Tony Collette is, finds the body and she's just, like bone chilling, chilling yeah like I, like, I, I was t- we were watching it with some friends who hadn't seen it I was telling them I was like this isn't like oh my god it's like scary like this is like gonna get under your skin the, and like haunt you for a bit the scene where they're doing the seance and she starts talking in the baby voice and he's like yeah. mom stop yeah that scene oh. is that movie's amazing. Lots of creepy shit in that movie. Yeah, that movie's awesome. It's a five. Um, Ari asked her, are you okay? Yeah, do you, seek help, sir. Um, is that um, it? Is that what you said? Uh, and then I watched uh, oh, right. the Boris Karloff Frankenstein for the first time. We were feeling classic Halloween night. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, just absolutely nails like the atmosphere and the tone. It's very creepy. All of the sets look awesome. Um, a lot of them were reused for Young Frankenstein, which which I didn't know. Like a oh, lot really? of like the exact same. That's sets a good were, movie. Were repurposed. That is a really good movie. Um, but yeah, no, it's awesome. Boris Karloff's fucking great. I can't believe that dude just looks like that. Um, <laughs> they didn't have to use any makeup at all. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, what, what can I really say about that movie? You know, it's, right? It's awesome. It's perfect. It's, it's it's big big spookums. Right. I didn't watch as many spooky movies. I did watch some movies though. Yeah. I rewatched Fantasia for my Disney class. How's that? Awesome. Yeah, Fantasia's real cool. I bumped my rating up. It's cool. It's a four and a half out of five. It's so good. Um, What's um, your favorite favorite, uh, sequence? It's got to be the uh, Night on Bald Mountain into Ave Maria. I like uh, the dinosaurs. I think the dinosaurs are cool. Oh, uh, 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 Rite of Spring. Yeah, Yeah, it's a great sequence. Hippos. And shit. Yep. Crocodiles doing dances. I love the classic Mickey uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Dude, oh man, that one, that one's nuts. That one's yeah. a good time. Um, I watched Blade Runner twenty forty nine again. Classic. It is a perfect movie. Yeah. There's about fifteen yeah. seconds I don't like. I think uh. honestly, Blade Runner and Blade Runner twenty forty nine might be the in terms of just like the numbers. Might be the best, like, one-two punch. Duology. Of du- I'd say maybe, like, The Godfather yeah. is another one. It's so ridiculously, absurdly good. I guess that depends on whether or not you count It's the so, Godfather. like, jaw-droppingly good. There's, like, two moments I don't <laughs> like. Like, it shouldn't be as good as it is. Like, yeah. a, like a Blade Runner yeah. sequel 30 years late. Out of the two and a half hours, there's, like, 20 seconds that I find iffy, and that's it. There's, like, uh... All right. All right. Yeah. No, that movie's, that movie's awesome. Flawless. Um, and I... On Halloween, I was hanging out with people, mm-hmm. and we had movies on in the background, so I didn't yeah, really yeah, yeah. watch... Got to catch some glimpses. Monster House, I watched a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Still great. Very fun. Very cute movie. Very cute movie. We had um, Spy Kids. Not a not a Halloween film. No, not at all. in the background. Not no. even not even remotely. Not even remotely. Sky but High. Sky High. Not Also not. No. I'd say, uh, would you say that's more of a Halloween movie than There's Spy Kids? Yeah, exactly. Shit. They're dressing up. And then Sky High is the best superhero movie of the century. Not a better movie, than any MCU. Movie. Not a movie. You just beat it. I'm still playing it. The yes. Guardians of the Galaxy video game. Biggest surprise of the year, man. This game really. The really trailers did me. not. Not at all. Sell it. And, and well. the expectations after Avengers couldn't have been lower. Like that Avengers game sucks major ass. It's bad. And um, yeah, but this Guardians game, man, it's it's got a lot of fu- a lot of heart. It's very fun. Like it's very spirited. It captures like the energy of the gun films. But the details are different enough to where it, it, it stands out. It looks its own beautiful. Set. Oh, it's gorgeous. 
Uh, all the voice acting's great. Um, some of the characters we've even talked about this are, are a little better written than uh than the movie versions. Just wait. Drax certainly. Drax is is much better. Um, just wait until they get. Uh, I won't. Obviously, I won't give anything away. But just wait until they, what they get into with Star Lord. Yeah. Eventually, like down the line, like yeah, it's 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 good shit. It's um, a it's a good movie, man. The combat. Yeah. It feels like a movie. It's a video game shakedown. Am I right? Video game shakedown. <laughs> um, that's that's gonna be our new segment. Whenever we play like. Like one of the three video games we play a year, we'll uh, we'll do a video game shakedown and review it. Um, but yeah, like no, like like you said, it's gorgeous. The story goes into really like weird, unexpected places. Again, I won't spoil anything, but there's a character they name drop pretty early in the game that I was like, oh, there's no way that like that person's gonna show up. Like absolutely not. And then they're like, all right, we're gonna go fight this guy, and I lost my shit. I'm yeah. No, it was uh, it's 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 a great game. I if you if you were burned by Avengers, honestly, especially, I would say go pick this one up. It's a single if player. You, yeah, if you like pl- story games, it's a single player experience. You play pretty much, or uh, honestly, just exclusively as Star Lord. Uh, it plays a lot like Uncharted meets Mass Effect. I think that's the way I would describe it because like the actual like gameplay is very Uncharted, but the story is kind of structured like a Mass Effect. Like there's a lot of dialogue options that really do influence like. Yeah, the choices he makes. So be careful with some of those, because some stuff will will come up later. It's, I'm making him very sympathetic. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, like, like you can. Um, again, it's hard to talk about it without giving stuff away. But there's like, as like the threat kind of increases, and you like convince other interested parties to join you. If you aren't convincing enough, they just won't show up to help in the end. Oh wow! And you're kind of st- you're kind of stuck on your own. Obviously, the battle, the fight's still winnable, but it obviously would have been a would have been a better help with them along. Interesting. Awesome. Fuck the police. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, yeah, great game. I, I would say solid, uh, honestly, four and a half out of five. Like, it, it starts and you're like, yeah, this is like a really fun, like, nice, like, action game. But, like, some, they really hit the, the emotional beats. They just, they just fucking nail them in the end. Man. I'll say, like, I'll say TBD because I'm still playing. Absolutely. Give us, yeah. give, give us your thoughts next time when you beat it. I'm definitely interested to see what you think. And I, you're going to play it again, right? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll go through New Game Plus. I'll get all the, the outfits and, and the trophies, probably platinum it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Definitely, Hell yeah. Definitely recommend it on, on this segment of Video Game Shakedown. Do you want to get started? Yes. Let's talk about, let's talk about some new movies. All right. Uh, do we want to start with? Do we want to go in the order we saw them, or do we just want to start with Soho? Whatever you want to do. Uh, I think you said Soho first up top, so let's just start with Soho. Okay. So, the main man, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Uh, he, Director. You know. Writer. Yes. Writer. Yes. Almost Ant Man. Helmer. I'm still mad at that. Yeah. So biggest uh, L the MCU ever saw. Previously to this movie, not saying our feelings. Uh, he was known as a director for us that never missed. No. Um, he started with the Cornetto Trilogy. Which are all fantastic. Scott Pilgrim. Awesome. Baby Driver. One of my favorite action movies of all time. My personal favorite Edgar Wright movie. And mine is Scott Pilgrim. Um, yeah, uh, we, obviously this was a guy who, in our eyes, just completely nailed it every time. Uh, he brought an, an energy that was really lacking like, his visual sense of editing and style is so like it's, singular. Like, it's mile a minute. Like, it, it never stops, but it never feels overbearing. Like, it's, it's very and if, slick and cool. If you go back to Shaun of the Dead, it's so immediate. Yeah, it's there from the beginning. It's like, there from the very beginning. I just think that's how he thinks. Like, yeah. that's just how he sees the world. Right. And, and he, he didn't have to grow into his style. It was there. And he's so good at, like, getting everyone on the same page. Like, yeah. he's so good at directing actors. Like I don't the, know if you've seen his sitcom, A Space. No, no, it's haven't. funny. It's funny. Is um, that Beck music video he made? 
No. Yeah, it's pretty good. Colors, I think, is the song. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and so... His, his, his latest film is we, being released. When the teaser dropped, we were very yes, excited. Yes, no, it was one of my most anticipated for the year. Your, your most anticipated for the year. This was my most anticipated film of the year. It looked uh, great. So... Well, it was his first foray into, like, like, real horror. Like, before then, he'd done, like, horror comedy with Shaun of the Dead and... To a lesser extent, uh, the world's end. But he's always clearly been a fan of horror yes. and wanted to it's, it's hop been, in. It's obviously been an even Hot Fuzz has some, has, has some horror elements to it. Um, the so good. so give a plot synopsis real quick. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. last night. So. so our main character is Eloise. She is literal, literal cartoon mouse Eloise, played by Thomas and Mackenzie. She um gets accepted to go to a fashion school in London. And through some events that transpire there, she ends up in an apartment in the area. And from there starts having weird dreams of the past of the 1960s and a, and a girl named Sandy, played by Anya Taylor-Joy. And through that, she kind of gets intertwined in kind of uncovers this mystery surrounding Sandy that, that she can use these visions to kind of solve. And... I guess that's the that's best really way. really getting into it without spoilers, yeah. Yeah, that's the... What'd you think, Kyle? So, I've seen it twice now. Yes. Because um, I, wa- I went with my mom, and then I went to see it again oh, with you, you too. you went out with your mom. I know. Moms are great. <laughs> Hi, Pam. Um, but, and then I went to see it again with you because I needed to kind of uh, really like confirm my stuff. Yeah. Um, I really like this movie. And I understand why people aren't rocking with it. This movie isn't bad. Yeah. I just want to get that out of the way because I feel like I'm going to come off really negative in this review. This movie is not bad. It is, In fact, it's better than... It's Edgar Wright's worst movie. I think we can both agree with, agree with I that. I think by a little bit for me, it is his worst film. But Edgar Wright's worst film is still better than the majority of directors, you know, best. Like, he... he even when he misses, it's still good. That being said, I was thoroughly disappointed by this one. Okay. And that, I think, maybe I'm just a victim of my own expectations. Mm-hmm. Like, Edgar Wright, again, like, we, we talked about how, he, for us, he was just a director that didn't miss. So I was kind of expecting another real, like, home run, you know, uh, knock it out of the park sort of thing. And, and I... I think the vibe with this one is is he's just a little more... He's cutting loose a little bit. It doesn't feel like he's going quite as hard in the paint as Baby Driver in terms of just, like, showcasing, like, sequences on mm-hmm. film. Like, this feels a little bit more like a slow burn. It's a little bit more, like... It's a little bit more, like, laid back, at least for, like, the first, like, bit. Like, it doesn't quite have that same mm-hmm. snappiness that usual, that usual Edgar Wright movies do. Which I think works to the movie's benefit, but also to its detriment as the movie goes forward. I think, when, when I'm seeing this, I agree with you. The first time I watched it, and the part of the reason I wanted to see it a second time is because it threw me off because it wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah, it, yeah. Like, really don't go in expecting, like, Shaun of the Dead. I mean, obviously, like, the trailers don't really... Um, I think this movie, he is bringing... A lot of energy, but he's channeling it in a much different way. Okay. Like, he's not channeling it into the very fast-paced editing, and the, he's more channeling it into his influences, mm-hmm. 
his horror. He's clearly inspired by Roman Polanski's Repulsion. He's clearly inspired by old Giallo see, horror. See, it, I, I do agree with you, but but it feels like a man who usually has something new to say about these genres when he does something. Like it feels like he's playing in the genre very well. Instead of but innovating. he's not he's not innovating. Like I, I, this doesn't I, feel like it really has a lot new to say and like. Again, of a victim of my own expectations, I can think back to watching Baby Driver and just being absolutely blown away. And this right. one, I was like, yeah, this is good. This this is really good. It's really well acted. All the performances across the board. Tom and Mac- Thomas and Mackenzie, if it wasn't already clear from Jojo Rabbit, she's a star. She's a star, yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy, too. She like, basically... Anya Taylor-Joy's great, but Thomas and Mackenzie has to basically carry this movie. It, it is it is mostly just on her. It's just her acting her ass off the whole time. And she's so good, man. Um, Even Matt Smith I like a lot. Um, Matt Smith just keeps getting severely underutilized by right, Hollywood. Like, right? he really doesn't get a... I, I, I think that's one of the biggest disappointments with this movie is I don't think he gets nearly enough to do. Yeah. Like, like he's... I think that's fair. Like, he's creepy, sure, but, like, you know, just he... I don't know. I, I think that's a... My biggest problem with this movie is the script. The okay. story. I think these characters are just a little too underwritten. They're just a little too shallow. Mm. Uh... <laughs> I, I just I it, they never go the extra mile in the story to really like I, I don't know like for me like like the connection that that uh, Eloise has to this like world and everything this like nostalgia like I, I I never felt that like I never really related to that in a strong enough way that really kept the film mm-hmm. compelling consistently right um and, I- and Every character that isn't named is like an or that isn't like a like a main player is like a, is like a stereotype. Like there's the there's the bully at school and everything who's just a bitch like for no reason. I I that is a, it, an issue that I will and, uh, unanimously agree with. And I think the supporting the supporting characters are underwhelming in this movie. I, and I, I just uh, Edgar Wright has made the egregious mistake in assuming I care whether or not British people live or die. Mm. Um, <laughs> sorry to any British people listening to the podcast. Well, maybe maybe that's why I care about Thomas and Mackenzie because she's a Kiwi. Yeah, uh, yeah, automatically way friendlier. Um, um, and it's again like I I feel like I'm coming off really negative. Like this movie does have its its moments. Like it has really enjoyable like horror sequences. The first sequence is she's in the anytime it's in the past, it's good. That's like that what, first sequence in the sixties. That first sequence is really good, but the, any anytime it cuts back to the present, it just kind of loses me a little. The bit. whole uh, the whole dance scene is the the most Edgar Wright that comes out where she yes. is switching between the two actors. And, like and crazy. I wish I wish the scares were a little more imaginative. In a way, I agree, but I also... I kind of like the execution. It's a little laid back. It's yeah. not like... It I, didn't feel obnoxious I, to I me. I think you got a little mad at me about this comparison, but, like, so... Yeah. They're, they're about two-thirds of the way through the movie, there's, like, there's like a 20-minute chunk where, like, the same scene essentially happens twice, where she's getting, like, haunted by, like, these gray vision ghost men, and it's, like... Like, the same thing keeps happening. It's just like, oh, there they are over there. Oh, no. It's like, it's, it feels like the movie makes no progress for, like, 20 minutes. Like, we're just stuck in this rut of her getting creeped out by these, me- by these like, these ghostly specters. And it's like, okay, like, where's where's the story going? And I made the comparison to It Chapter 2. Cause I can kind it's, of... It's not nearly, it is not nearly as egregious in It Chapter 2. Or as in a, as It Chapter 2. Yeah. Because It Chapter 2 has that bit in the middle where they all go through the same exact scene. It's like scene, an hour long. The same exact, it feels like a fucking hour. But that's just kind of the, the vibe I got from this. Mm. Like, like it, I don't know, it felt like, it felt like Edgar Wright had a good movie, but not a good horror movie. 
You know what I mean? And I feel like the hor- the horror elements are honestly the weakest part of this movie, I think, in I, terms of execution. I will agree. Here's where I stand. Yeah. I will agree that my biggest problems definitely lie in the supporting characters and the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so intoxicated by the style both uh, times I watched that's it. That's very fair. If, that, this, if there's one thing this movie has in spades, it's style. And it sucks me in because I, I love the look and the color. The lighting is so great. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a very gorgeous looking and, film. I don't know who shot it. When we but... get into spoilers, we'll get into the third act and kind of what they do there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's when I was watching it, I knew like, all right, people are going to hate this. You're like, oh, um, fuck. That's actually, honestly, the third act is probably where it picks up for me a little bit. I like the third act. Yeah, the third, and the third act might that's be... controversial. Um which we'll get into. I really like it a lot. Yeah, um, do we want to do we want to give our ratings real quick and we'll get into spoilers? Yes. Drop it. Um Drop the rating, Kyle. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. I I very much enjoyed myself. Um it did it didn't fully live up to my expectations. It was my most anticipated. It's not my favorite movie of the year. I still think it's worth seeing. Yeah, no, I, I still think it's a good time. I'm, I'm gonna give this one a three. I really like it a lot. A three out of five. It gets over the hump for me. It's, yeah, it's good. It's it's decent. I just think, I, I don't know. It, it feels like it feels like there's something missing there. Like mm. in terms, like like the extra, the, the key ingredient that would have made this all really come together and in, in a good way. Like I, I don't know what it is. Like I can't quite articulate like what is. What, it, what what isn't here that's in those other Edgar Wright movies that makes them work so well? It's also kind of hard for me to articulate why I like it. You know so what? Much. Like, there's just there's just something about this movie. Weird vibes, <laughs> weird vibes all over. Um. So so the third act. So you you goes so nuts. the mystery she's uncovering with uh with Anya Taylor Joy is that she is she had moved to London similar to Thomas and Mackenzie. Uh, back in the sixties to be like a singer and an actress, and she, she gets involved with this pimp played by Matt Smith. Who kind of takes her in and is like handing her out, like yeah, you know, she becomes her. she gets a prostitute yeah, exactly, out. and and she's uh, like performing at like a fucking burlesque place or whatever, um, and she ends and then you you are led to believe that Matt Smith uh, murders her one night after like a, a dispute or an argument. That's one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Yes, I, I think the swell of it. Like the boy, the boyfriend's freaking out because she's freaking out. You see the murder yeah. and the grandma's yelling. There's just noise like and fucking, people ah! yelling, and, and I Edgar, really like that. Going on cut gems mode. Yeah, I really like this well. Um, Although the boyfriend character bothered me sometimes. He's the worst actor in the movie. Yeah, first time actor, you can kind of tell. I, like he's not. No, horrible. I don't want to like hate on the. He's, he's, he's like likable. He's just kind of goofy. Like he's, he's goofy. He's just kind of cheesy. Yeah. Um, but he's cool. He's a, he's a likable presence. Um. But then you, so Thomas and Mackenzie kind of piecing the story together. She meets up with uh, Terrence Stamp's character in the modern day earlier in the film. And she kind of connects the dots that he is Matt Smith. Uh, like they are the same person mm-hmm. and that he killed Anya Taylor-Joy. So she tries to expose him. Uh, something, certain, something's happened. She, she kind of confronts him and he gets hit by a car. Uh, best laugh in the movie, I think. Is something, he, is, something I don't like is him getting hit by a car. Is, is when he gets uh, absolutely fucking. I don't slammed. like the cliche of characters just getting hit by cars. Well, uh, it's kind of foreshadowed because she almost gets hit twice by I think the same cab. Oh, oh, really? I think I think that's supposed to be the same cab. But here, but here's where I think it lacks for me. She gets hit by running out. He like is standing in the middle of the road for like ten seconds and then gets hit. Have you seen Terrence Stamp be scary? You know you're like yeah, fucking gotta hit this guy. Um, and it turns out he was actually an old policeman, and his name is Leslie. So he is not Matt Smith, who is 
Jack? Jack. Is that the character's yep, name? it's Jack. So, she goes back into her vision quest, and, uh, <laughs> and, and, well, she meets up with, uh, her, her landlady, who she's, like, renting from, who's Diana Rigg, who has kind of been, like, a, like, a funny, like, supporting character this whole time, and she kind of, kind of recontextualizes the events and everything, and it turns out that Diana Riggs' character, Mrs. Collins, is that her name? Is Sandy. Sandy wasn't murdered. She's the murderer. She, like, she she, sn- she snapped eventually. Well, well, the night that Jack was attacking her, she murdered She him. murdered Jack, and that kind of, like, that kind of triggered she, something She decided, fuck it, I'm gonna kill all these men that the, these, that have been fucking she, me and she being... She became, like, sexy Sweeney Todd. Like, she invited exactly. them up, up That's the, what uh, that montage reminded me of with Sweeney Todd. Yeah, I know that, uh... And I actually think this third act is where it picks up. I'm like, finally, the movie's interesting. So um, here's here's where the debate online goes. A lot of people think that the third act undercuts the themes of the movie, but I disagree. What even is the theme of this movie? It's like they're going for the the fear of men thing. Yeah. And they think that this undercuts it, but I the you can still hate the men. Yeah. They deserve they totally deserve to die. Here's the thing. Not every movie needs to be dissected for thematic, right. for thematic relevance. Sometimes we can have a cool movie about a sexy lady murdering terrible men. Yeah. That's okay. Rule of cool, you know? Um, and I'm going to be honest, I love the scene where she's drugged and going backwards up the stairs and it turns into like a musical. <laughs> and so I'm I, I like the idea of that scene. It just looked a little wonky. Like it looked a little... It didn't bother me it, just because it was so strange. It is, it is very... I, you know what? I'll give this movie that. It is strange for sure. Um, but yeah, so eventually she, like, her, or like, Sandy exposes herself, reveals her whole identity to Tom, to Eloise, and then kind of chases her with a knife, stabs the boyfriend, um, and then they, they go up to the, the attic where she's staying, and all the men, like, the ghosts appear to Sandy, and she kind of freaks out for a bit, and she tries to, she tries to cut her own throat, and Eloise stops her. And then, uh... She sits down and... and the building's the, 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 the on fire. Building's on fire. fire. Obviously the building's on fire. It's, uh, the, it's the climax of the film. And she burns to death. Yeah. Um... And then, uh... And then the, uh, Edgar Wright norm- normally, like, adds a little, like... Ha- oh, there's a happy ending, actually, at the end. Where Eloise kind of, uh... Gets her fashion... Uh, like, uh, well, her... Or, or, or the fashion she creates is based off of, like, the outfits, like, Sandy would wear and everything. So it's her kind of honoring her memory and everything. But she's also seeing the ghost of Sandy. We forgot to explain. She, she sees Oh, yeah, her. she sees ghosts. So, so the movie starts and, like, in her mirror is the ghost of her mom. And you, and you're, throughout, you're not really sure if she's actually seen ghosts or if it's her mental illness, which they allude to several times. And then it turns out it's, it's definitely ghosts, right? I, I guess so. Yeah. I, I think those ghosts are real. They, like, they, well, they literally, like, physically restrain her to right. the bed. Well, those ghosts do, but what about the ghosts she's seeing in the mirror? I mean, if those ghosts are real, that ghost probably is. Yeah, why, why would some ghosts be real and some aren't? I don't know. You think Edgar Wright's gonna pick? Everyone's choose? haunted by something. You think something. Edgar Wright's gonna pick or choose like that? Um, I do like the overarching kind of motifs of of kind of an over reliance on nostalgia. Yes. And a a kind of that like, tearing like, kind of kind of losing yourself in the past is, is no good. And for the anyone. past is probably not as good as your rose tinted glasses. Every like every um like, you only get the story from one perspective, of course it's gonna be warped and everything. Yeah. You know? Um so and that's kind of what makes the movie work for me. Yeah. 
but I understand why some would find it I, off-putting. I, I think thematically it's very strong. I just wish it was stronger narratively. I think like, that's like, fair. Like, I wish the story was there to back it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it is It is for some part, but I, I just wish it had gone the extra mile a little bit more. Rip Diana Rigg. Rip Diana good, Rigg. Good final role. Good final yeah, role. Yeah, no, she's, she's, she's very good, good in this. She might be my favorite part of this She's movie. having fun. She's having a lot of chewing scenery. She's having a lot of fun. One of my favorite lines is where she, she's like, has anyone died in that room? And she's like, everyone's died in every room yeah, and every like, ah, building. And <laughs> Why would you ask that? Like, fucking... <laughs> um, um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a decent movie. It's good. I like it a lot. I do think it's worth seeing. Um, if you're a fan of Edgar Wright, definitely. Just yeah. to make up your mind, because the opinions are very mixed. For sure, for sure. Don't be one of those people... I'm going to rant about this Yeah, absolutely. Minute. Don't be one of those people... The Eternals, like, Rotten Tomatoes score dropped. And people are arguing, oh, the critics are biased, and are, oh, it's going to be bad. You haven't seen the movie. How about go to the movie and make up your own mind about it, you sheep? <laughs> I don't understand the argument of, like, arguing about a score for a movie you haven't seen. Yeah. I don't think these people understand that the Rotten Tomatoes score is not, like, a 59% doesn't mean a, a 5.9 or, like, a 40% doesn't mean a 4 out of no. 10. People don't understand what the score is. That's just indicates. the percent of credits that, that gave it... In, above a 6. Above a 6, yes. Um, and I guess Rotten Tomatoes doesn't help their case by not making that clear yeah they should have the average rating uh, you have to it's like buried yeah, under you a menu you don't look for it um but people are just so annoying yeah they really are um, fuck you people so what i'm saying is i'm not biased either way towards eternals i will see it and make up my own mind next week yeah fuck you chloe zhao we know you're listening whoa no i love <laughs> nomadland um you want to get into our second film let's get into antlers Antlers, directed by Scott Cooper. I have not seen a single movie he's done. Hostiles? No. Fucking Out of the Furnace? No. Nope. Forget about it. And, uh... Produced by Guillermo del Toro. Who, that was a big selling whose point. Whose movies we have seen. This trailer has been around for years yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, man. Because, um... And this one revolves around a, uh, a teacher yes. in, a, in a small town... Where is this? Like Oregon? Oregon. Something like that. And uh, one of her one of her students starts acting really strange. Oh, he's drawing he's all emaciated and shit. He's drawing creepy ass photos. She's like, "What the fuck's up with this kid?" And through this investigation, she kind of finds out that he is tied in with. He's in too deep with the Wendigo. With the Wendigo. <laughs> um, uh, for for context, Wendigos are, are a Native American spirit. They kind of like. They kind of prey on, like, madness and everything, and they're tied to, like, cannibalism and, and like, going crazy in the woods and shit. Uh, and, and through this, she has to try to protect this boy, and, uh... Yeah, that's, for, that's, yeah, that's pretty that's, much that's it. That's pretty much it without spoilers. What'd you think of Antlers, Kyle? I have mixed feelings on Antlers, um, but overall, I'm positive on it. I really dug this movie. Yeah. I thought this movie was a lot of fun. Um... Well, I mean, as fun as some of the stuff in this movie can be. Um, I will say, uh, on despite some flaws, I mostly really enjoyed the first two thirds. Yes, I think it has a very intoxicating, slow burn, 
uh, creepy atmosphere to it. It like feels like, like this backwoods, like, like kind of figuring out like what this creature is and what it can do. And the all way that, that like, the way they slowly tease the elements of the Wendigo in this portion. They, they really do the Jaws rough. thing where you don't even see it until like halfway through the movie, and you you never really get like a good look at it. And that scene when you first see it halfway through is one of the peaks of the film for me. So good. So goddamn The practical good. effects the, are I think out that, of this world. That is the thing to be commended about this movie. Some of the effects in this are just gnarly. They're insane. Um, I think my problems lie in the third act, which we'll get into with spoilers later. For sure, for sure. And I also think some of the supporting characters and dialogue is, uh, is kind of bad. Um, really? Yeah. There was never a line of dialogue that made me, like, cringe or anything. Like, I didn't think it was spectacular There wasn't... That bully didn't make you cringe. <laughs> Who looks like Lucas Hedges just, if he was the worst actor I was actor just laughing ever. at him. I thought he was funny. <laughs> um, but overall, I, I, there's a lot to enjoy here. Yeah. I think... I think this movie hits, like, a level of cheese mm. that I kind of appreciate. Like, I don't know. Like, it's... It's 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 like very like dour and serious, but I feel like in almost like a self aware kind of way, and 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 like 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 it's it's very like grim, dark, and serious mm. and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and I, and I think there's like in a way it felt the like, way a, it, like, like a grim fairy tale, like, like how much it like leans into that and everything. Like I, I think it's very interesting. And, um, and very I did cool. think I thought that great, the lead. I was gonna say great looking movie. Like, very good looking shot film. Very well. Very. very good. Scott Cooper can obviously direct the hell out. It's of the just movie. very like there's nothing flashy. It's just very sturdy. No, yeah, but it but it just it looks great. Like there's always like a lot of shadows, a lot of uses of like blues and blacks and everything. Like it's it's very moody. Very. Uh, this it was the cinematography was done by someone named Florian Hofmeister. I, I like how we looked up who shot this, but not last night in Soho. <laughs> Florian Hofmeister. Good, good for you, Florian Hofmeister. Uh, <laughs> I want you to guess the kind of movies he's. On the cinematography. Um, Grown Ups 2. Mordecai <laughs> and Johnny English Reborn. You're fucking kidding me. Um, so this is the best thing he's ever shot. Yeah, I guess. Fuck. Um, I, I think that the main main cast all give good performances. Carrie Russell, um, Jesse, Jesse Plemons. He's all, always good. Always a delight. And the uh, the young Jeremy Thomas. The the, the child actors in this are very he's, good. Um, the, the, well, older, I, the, the older child. The, is. the ones who, uh, who, who are important are, are alright. Yeah. Um, and there's, the, again, like, it, it has such a great build. I think it loses its way. I do want to go into spoilers if you want to. Yeah, if you, you want to just you, drop ratings real quick. Yeah, I'm at like a strong three. Three and a half, baby. I thought this one was a lot of fun. It is fun. Um, if you're into like Wendigo mythology, yeah, like, I, I there, you don't have a lot of choices of Wendigo movies. I, so. Honestly, they're like Slim Pickens. It's like this in the Pet Cemetery, you know? Yeah, Fucking, sure. uh, Go see this. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I thought this was really good. So the third act, I assume you don't like it because it turns into a big monster fight. It's... I don't love that scene, but it's even before that. I just don't love how... There's such a steady build, and then it just becomes a very conventional monster horror film See, from that point on. The movie felt very conventional the whole time. Like, it never felt like it was trying to, like, subvert anything. It didn't so feel I like it was trying of, to subvert. I, I, I knew where it was going the whole time. Like, I'm like, there's, a, there's only one way this movie ends. 
But the execution is good enough. Like, that scene in the cave where it's just lit from the flare, and it's just, like, the red lighting on them when, I when love she's that. fighting the Wendigo. Like, it's cool shit. Like, I love the lighting. Like, like, it, like I, I, guess, I guess I did just criticize Edgar Wright for not doing the same thing, but when Scott Cooper kind of kind of plays inside of the genre, like, he kind of stays in his lane, you know? And I, I feel like this is a movie that benefits more from knowing what it is and playing it safe. Like, like I, I didn't expect to be really surprised by this movie. I just wanted a really gnarly, uh, like, cool horror movie, and that's what it, I ended up getting. Like, I guess it, it just, it just comes down to me. Maybe it's just a personal preference maybe, yeah, where, no. where um, I'm creeped out by this Wendigo, but when I'm seeing it in full body, get see, like, I, 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 I find it, it much less. It would have been worse if it was an entirely CGI creature, but the fact I that agree. the fact they use this really cool looking puppet at the end it reminded me a lot so the teacher ends up uh i guess we, should we should we get into like we'll get into like the specifics of the story here in a second but the teacher and the wendigo are fighting and it very much reminded me of the end of aliens like the design of the For wendigo sure. is is almost one-to-one like the alien queen like the big spindly arms and then like the big antlers on the head and everything um but yeah no i i just uh, maybe I don't know if my expectations are maybe lower than you for this movie, but I, I feel like I was definitely more pleasantly surprised, mm-hmm. you know, by this movie. You know what I mean? My expectations were just was, normal, yeah, was kind of, and it was a normal movie yeah, for me—a normal movie, a, normal, a good normal, a, a normal movie. Wendigo movie. Um, again, uh, the scene where he, ch- where the dad, the so basically these kids' dads got attacked by a Wendigo in the like cave a, and is a, turning into a Wendigo. Yes, so they have to like lock him up in the attic. And, ha- and halfway through, he fully transforms into it. And the Wendigo kind of like... So the guy's kind of like a husk, and he kind of like splits open. And like wood shoots out of his mouth, like this wood material. Yeah. It is one of the best scenes of the movie, for sure. So good. A lot of, lot of like we said, a lot of good practical practice. Great sound here. design. Yeah, everything, like you can hear every crunch and gnash. Creak, like, and yeah. Um, and once the Wendigo comes out, like, it's still, it, it's still, like, I, I was worried that once the Wendigo would be revealed, like, kind of like that, like, it would immediately be a non-threat. But no, like, once it's out, like, it kills that fucking bully. I thought that, I thought that was, that was really satisfying. Was funny. If he didn't die, I would have levied that criticism against the film. But the fact that he still gets, thought he was, he gets awful. fucking, he gets fucking folded, though. So I, so I can, uh, I can, I get, I, you know, I can, I can. I just had a brain fart. Again, it, I think really just what I don't like about this movie just comes down to personal preference. Honestly, and that's just like, You're not a, a Wendigo very, guy? I like Wendigos. You play Until Dawn? I've not played Until Dawn. It's a Wendigo game. Nice. I, I mean, I, I like Wendigos. I'm right... I'm, you know, I'm a little, little peek behind the curtain. I'm trying to get a short film off the ground right now that has Wendigos in You're it. You're team Wendigo. Yeah, I, I am definitely pro, pro Wendigo, for sure. Um... And basically what this movie does, um, the theme that's running through it is this teacher was sexually abused by her father when yes. she was a child. Jesse Clemens is her brother and that's who she's staying with right now. And they now. have a very frayed relationship because when they were kids, um, this teacher, I'm, I'm forgetting the character's name. I gotta look it up. I keep calling her the teacher. Julia. Ah. She peaced. She just left. Yeah, she's like, I'm She out. basically left Jesse Clemens to fucking be with this dad and so he does not have the best no not the, the, their their relationship is definitely strained um and it, it doesn't fact that a wendigo is let loose in their town and that's so, why she kind of feels like she's responsible for this child who, uh, so so the child is the older sibling of this uh, the older son yeah or is it the younger son older it's the older son of uh this uh 
this guy who's turning into this Wendigo. So he has him locked up in the attic, and he's basically keeping him fed. Because he's, he's just a kid. He doesn't know what to do. He's just like, oh, my dad's sick. Like, uh, you know, I have to take care of him. And so... And also is his brother. Uh, yeah. his, his younger brother is also in the room there. So that's why he's kind of tied to this thing, is he's like... He's, he's just, he's just, he's like living in there and in squalor, just kind of like, I just hope this goes away. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't, no, it, it does turns not. out. But yeah, I, I, I thought this was a, this was a fun, this was a fun little horror. Definitely, if you're in. There's if, not a ton to say about no, it. No, not really. Like, it, yeah. it, it just checks all the boxes. It, it hits the emotional beats pretty well. And the scares are pretty good. The kills are really good. This set movie had the first jump scare that's gotten me in a while. Score's really good. The score, oh yeah, the score is awesome. I, I, I are, remember being really impressed by that. Who did the score? Look it up, Kyle. Look it up. The, the composer was Javier... Bardem? Navarti. Oh. Uh, who did Pan's Labyrinth ah, and The sense. Devil's Backbone. His uh, Guillermo Spanish uh, films. Guillermo was like here. Pan's it. Labyrinth has a great score. Um... Yeah, this this was uh, this was fun. It's fun. Definitely go check it out if you're into good like practical creature horror. Like if if you're like, like aliens, like is is the big comparison that came to my mind in terms of like design and stuff. But yeah, no, it's a uh, it's it's good shit. Hell yeah! And I think that is the show for this week. That's the show. Pretty 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 brief dispute after our massive Dune episode last week. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, you wanna you wanna tell the people where they can find us? If you guys like the podcast, you can follow it on Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Shakedown, and you can follow me personally on Twitter and Letterboxd at Kyle Craigbaum. That's K-R-I-E-G-H-B-A-U-M. And you can follow me on Twitter at the underscore Fatman99 and on Letterboxd at my name, Jordan Dennis. Mm. Kyle, tell the people what we're talking about next week. No, 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 next week. Yeah. Uh, we are going to be talking about the French Dispatch, which, which we are about, we are about to, about go, to go, watch. go see shortly. That 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 freak Wes Anderson. <laughs> that that sick little freak. We'll go see Spencer if it's uh, if it's playing. It, we it we found out it was. Then we're definitely seeing Spencer. We'll talk about that and another little movie coming out. I guess uh, a little a little indie film. You might not have heard of it. It's called Eternals. When is that coming out again? November. Uh, what is it? Fifth. Are you sure? Uh, no. Is that when Eternals is coming out? <laughs> Shout out Jack Luke. Yeah, so, yeah. Running, running, running. Best running gag on Twitter. Um, but yeah, no, so that'll be a, that'll be an interesting little. Uh, yeah, we got some big hitters. Li- Spencer's in like the awards. Talks I'm very right excited now. for Spencer. Uh, Kristen Stewart's gonna win alley oop that Oscar like no fucking like it's no one's fucking business. So we will see you guys then. All right, later, guys. <laughs>